The 5 O'Clock Frenzy is presented by Nova Home Loans. Call 577-2600 for help in buying a new home. Cofield and Company NFL Insider, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk, joins us now. Today's Frenzy, as you heard, brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Miles Simmons is in. His spot is presented by Nova Home Loans. Miles, how are you, buddy? I am doing well. How are you? Uh, we're fired up. Lots going on. Yeah. Lot, yeah lots going mm-hmm. on. Uh, good baseball trade deadline. We like baseball. We both play uh, fantasy and, and also uh, bet the game, so we're fired up. I, I, um, I like the trade deadline because on this show we have a big difference of opinions. I want teams to try all the time unless they're completely hopeless. But then there's another sure. camp. Um, and there's a you know now there's a lot of these people around the NFL, but in baseball there's always that camp of they have no shot to win it. Strip it down, strip it down, which I I don't I I will not go along with. I think for the fans, yes. without trading away ridiculous prospects, um, you can always help yourself and get on the dance floor and get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean I I would agree with you at least um, when it comes to the NFL. Um, when it comes to baseball, it, it's a little bit different, I feel like, because it's like, oh, uh, you know, like if we can't do that, then and what are we going to do? Are we going to get drafted? Are we going to do this and that? I mean, I don't know. The, the draft picks argument, I think, in Major League Baseball is like significantly worse than it is in the NFL, which is kind of obvious. But yeah, I don't know. So like the Guardians, which is my team because I um, am from Cleveland. Uh, were trying to like get a big bat, and so they traded Aaron Savali to the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Right, and so when they did that, you know that made them kind of punt on this season, which they kind of should because like they aren't very good. They're not a serious team right now. And you know I was reading the Athletic yesterday, and they said like, oh, this didn't go over well in the Guardians locker room or clubhouse. And it's right. like, well, then why don't you guys play better? Like that's your own fault. So what? yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Hold John, on. You want to argue that the Indians did have a shot? The, the, no, the Guardians. The, the what now? The, I'm sorry, the, the, Guardians. the Guardians. I hate the Guardians' oh. name. I God, I'm never, I'm never going to get it. Um, Miles, you're insane. They are a half Am game I? out of. They're a half game out of their division. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. They're a half game out of the division. Great. Great, yeah, the worst division right, in baseball. But it doesn't Almost matter. You get a home time. You get a home <laughs> playoff. You get a home camp. playoff series. <laughs> yeah. You have awesome so, pitching. You would think that's it's insane to me to hear you say they should punt. They're a half game out of their division. So here's why I think that they're not exactly punting, but they're maximizing value. The thing that they are awful at, and the thing that they have been awful at since really the 90s, is developing a power hitter. So this guy that they got, and I don't remember his name because I don't yeah, cover Man, baseball. Manzardo. Thank you, yeah. Manzardo. He's a legitimate power threat. And did I watch three minutes of uh, highlights and come up with this? But yes, I did. He is. But he like is. the way he uses all fields is really exciting. He's got power from the left side. He can he can hit the ball everywhere. And the and the Guardians and the in previous uh, name before that have not developed that kind of player in ages. I mean, the last power bat that they really developed was Manny Ramirez or Jim Tomey. I, like and those dudes have been retired for years. So that's why I, I don't I don't mind this move. And Savali is a guy who was playing above his head. And so the fact that they could get a one for one trade and get this guy that they got, I, I think is um, really significant. Okay. 
Let's uh, turn to a little NFL before we turn to a little goofiness. Uh, Miles Simmons is with us from Pro That's Football Talk. That's as much Talk. baseball as I have ever talked on the radio. Yeah, you know, like, we, that, we like, keep and going. I, I feel like I wasn't bad. We no, it was, no it, you weren't. It was, it was solid. Other than a terrible opinion, yeah. it, was, it was great. We, uh, we took oh, a chance. Okay, well, yeah. Well, that, but that makes good radio, doesn't it? I mean, yes. We had a little bit of an argument. Yes. We had an argument yesterday, <laughs> and, it, it, and uh, some people got offended. Um, all right. Uh-oh. Let's talk about first. We're, it's every week we're talking about the running backs because now Jonathan Taylor and this whole story is in the mix. But before we do that, mm-hmm. so still no Josh Jacobs. Zemir White would be the guy who is being groomed right now to be the lead back. Uh, uh, Vinny B wrote his uh, initial camp musings and talked about Zemir White. If he has to be the guy, how do you think he does with Jacobs out? Uh, how good is the Raiders' offensive line? Because that's how well he'll do. I mean, that that's that's the thing. And, you know, I... I, I don't like making this argument because I, I keep seeing people talk about, oh, well, the run game is still really important. The run game is really important. And it's like, yes, it is. But if you ca- if you talk about the run game, that's more than just the running back, right? And I watched Todd Gurley win Rookie of the Year in 2015 when I was covering the Rams day to day. And then the next year when we came out here to Los Angeles, he was crap running the football because the offensive line was crap. And then the next year, he was Offensive Player of the Year with Sean McVay in the better scheme. So it's not just the running back. It is what's the scheme? Who is blocking? How do they play the matchups every single week that that tunes into this thing? So, I mean, Zamir White could be really good. I don't know that he would lead the league in rushing again, right? But when you have an offensive line that can get things done, when you have an offensive play caller that can get things done, you can still have a decent run game that will still open up the rest of your offense. Now, that being said, Josh Jacobs would still absolutely be the better option uh, yes. to play at running back and to have as your starting running back this year. But I, I don't think that, you know, Zamir White is a complete lost cause if it just so happens that he starts the season as uh, the, the Raiders RB1. How, if at all, is the situation with Jonathan Taylor different than with what's going on with Josh Jacobs? Does he have a a stronger leg to stand on now that there's a running back with a broken arm and a battle for the third string running back position? No, I I don't think so. I think, you know, and and Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk obviously wrote this um, on our site, and you can check that out at profootballtalk.com. But there's no leverage right now for Jonathan Taylor. And if he had made this come to a head a few months ago, like say – if his agent remember what Kyler Murray did last year, it was February, and we're all like, "What in the world is this?" When his agent dropped that like uh, dissertation that was so fine print that nobody could read it, and it was basically saying, "Look, if Kyler Murray doesn't get a new contract, he's not playing this year." If Jonathan Taylor's agent had gone that route, right, and then he wouldn't have had to fire his agent and get a new one, uh, then like in March then that would have been something where he would have had some leverage and you could say, all right, well, we need to negotiate something now. Whereas where it stands, teams' rosters are mostly set, especially at the running back position. So if somebody were to say, yeah, let's acquire Jonathan Taylor, then what you're doing is saying, we are going to get this guy and then we're going to pay this guy Mm -hmm. what he wants. Now, the problem is nobody wants to do that. And I think they have a decent reason because last year, Jonathan Taylor, A, was injured and B, didn't perform all that well when he was on the field. And part of that was because he was dealing with the injury. But, you know, you have a guy who was really good his rookie year. He was elite his second year. And then you take the step back in your third year. And so 
I understand for sure him wanting to maximize every single dollar that he can get, and I think that he should, but the problem is he didn't play it right. You know, at this point, I mean, if a contender wanted to take him on and it would be a one-year rental, that's one thing. But, I mean, there's no reason to give up major assets for a running back, and I think most contenders at this point have their running back position either set or set up in a way that they don't need to do that right now. What do you think of Ursay's behavior and what he said? I think he's being Jim Ursay and, you know, love him or hate him. It's like, well, he says the, the things that, you know, start really turning the wheels for Dan Snyder to get booted out of the NFL. But then also he does this with his own franchise. And I guess if you're a fellow NFL owner and you look at that and you're like, wow, you know, he's done some great things because he helped us. And now he's kind of sabotaging himself a little bit. So... You know, I mean, if you're the other AFC South teams, right, the Titans, the the, the Texans, the Jaguars, you're like, well, these guys are helping us a, as a league, but also they're shooting themselves in the foot, which helps us in the division. So I don't know. I mean, it, Jim Irsay is Jim Irsay. He owns the team. He's got the right to say what he wants because he's got he's the billionaire, right? When you have FU money, you get to tell people FU. I get to say what I want and I get to do what I want. And this really, though, is the precedent that the Colts have set at the running back position dating all the way back to the 90s. Right? They trade Marshall Falk to the Saint, then St. Louis Rams before he gets a second contract. Right? Edron James, they let him go, and they draft Joseph Adai, and then they win the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So th- this is not new from that perspective for the Colts, but it's still not the best look because of everything that's going on right now with the running back position. Uh, please don't disrespect Dominic Rhodes, who was incredible in that Super Bowl against the uh, Chicago Bears. Thank you very much. Um, the Rhodes fan. Uh, Miles, I don't know if you know this. I'm a Colts guy, so I will okay. always remember no. this. That was a good pull. Um, I would also ask, is there, a, is there a point? Thank you. Uh, is there a point in which Shane Steichen goes into the office and goes, bro, look, I've got potentially a great quarterback on my hands that we have to develop and Anthony Richardson. We need Jonathan Taylor in this building. Like, let's up the ante. He's on a rookie deal. We can pay the extra money for like a two or three year deal and just kind of make good here with Jonathan Taylor because we're in a position to do it. And I need this to maximize everything we're going to do as an offense. My counter to that, if I'm Jim Irsay, would be, well, I don't care. <laughs> I run the football team and the answer is no. And we hired you because we know that you know how to scheme offense, right? What great running back did you have last year with um, the Philadelphia Eagles when you were calling plays? Did you really have that great of a running back when you were uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers and you had Justin Herbert and you developed him? Go develop the quarterback and, you know, scheme up the run game well. We have a decent offensive line and go coach. I, and that's the way it's going to be. And so, like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that Shane Steichen's going to win that argument. What is this exempt list nonsense? Like that threat for Taylor? Oh, you mean the the, the NFI stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, my understanding is that they say he complained of back pain, right? Jonathan Taylor went on the record on uh, the social media site, formerly known as Twitter, and said that I never said I have back pain. I've never complained about it. And, you know, stop lying about me, basically. Mm. Um, so if he did injure his back away from the facility, because it was away from the facility, that's considered a non-football injury, and you can get placed on the non-football injury list, that's the NFI, and then team can, a team can withhold salary because of that. Now, it's not really fair 
because when guys are working out away from the facility, they are still working on their craft. But the difference is if you're working out at the facility and you get hurt, then you get placed on the physically unable to perform list because that is a considered at work injury. It's like because uh, Jonathan Taylor got hurt last year, you know, playing, he hurt his ankle. That's why he's on the physically unable to perform list. But if they clear his ankle and then he still has this back thing, allegedly, then they could put him on NFI and then they could withhold his salary. So that's. That's the kind of step that I think would make it the point of no return because at that point, why, if you're Jonathan Taylor, are you going to play for this team that wants to do this to you? I mean, obviously they can franchise him after this season and all this, but I I think that that would make the relationship irreparable. Yeah, that's a rough one. And, you know, there's so many of these cases, Miles, and we're talking about Simmons from Pro Football Talk. There's so many of these cases where you're like, wait, do the players have any rights? Do they have any opportunity to protect themselves? I wonder if he went on NFI. I'd, I'd love to run this by um, Florio, you know, as a guy who's got a law degree. Like, mm-hmm. what do players do to protect themselves? Hey, the Colts say you complained about your back. You're going on this non football injury list. I mean, do you file suit? I mean, what do you do? Like, if you're Jonathan Taylor, you're like, okay, where's the video or audio of me doing that? Otherwise, right. get me off this friggin' list. Right. I mean, I think that that's something that would have to go to arbitration off the top of my head. And the NFL controls the arbitration process. So it's inherently stacked in favor of the teams, right? Because the teams all employ, uh, the team owners all uh, employ Roger Goodell. So. That's at least what I think would happen, but I am not 100% sure on that. I also wonder, and and John and I have talked about this in the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What was that whole thing with uh, Chris Haynes and and, uh, Dame Lillard where, oh, if the Blazers don't treat Dame the right way on the way out. Other players are watching. That's going to send messages. Other players might not sign there. Mm -hmm. I I often wonder why why do people want to play for the Colts when Ursay is this kooky? I mean, to think that behind the scenes and a lot of teams are thinking, hey, we're not going to pay the running back, but to outright say it is bullcrap. Why would you want to play for a guy like that? Right. I mean, yeah. And like I said, you look at the history of that team. This is exactly what they've done. Um, I think if you're not a running back and they offer you an exorbitant contract, who cares? Right. You know, you're still going to a team that's still an NFL team. The money's still green. And Indiana is a state with low state income taxes or if no, not no state income taxes. I can't quite remember. And honestly, I would never live in Indiana, so it really doesn't matter. Um, so I think that that's <laughs> one of those things where you weigh all the factors. And if you are a defensive end and they're going to offer you big money, then why wouldn't you do it? I mean, it's still the NFL and there are only 32 teams. And, you know, sometimes it's the team that pays you the most that is going to get your services. I wanted to shift gears off the running back thing really quickly. Uh, How screwed are the Denver Broncos losing two wide receivers in the span of 24 hours? Yeah, I think they're not they're not totally screwed, but they're not unscrewed, right? I mean, it, it's not nothing, but it's not completely everything. Um, I, you, when you have somebody like Sean Payton who's used to scheming offense and using different personnel groupings, he knows how to compensate for the loss of those guys. It's not like they lost Cortland Sutton and Jerry, and, uh, Jerry Judy, who are their top two guys. But yeah, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, there are those are important pieces, I think, uh, to what the Broncos were going to try to do. So. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's not nothing. Miles, you're very svelte. You're very thin. Uh, are you a fast food person? <laughs> um, occasionally, yes. I, I, I like a good Whopper. 
I like uh, Taco Bell on wow. a Saturday Ooh. night. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. absolutely. Beautiful. What, what a segue. You didn't know where we were going. Uh, what's going on with Taco Bell here? I want to see if Miles is interested. John, is there a class action lawsuit for... Uh, Oh, uh, oh, some yes. kind of meat. What's going on here with the crunch wraps and the Mexican pizzas? I'm actually not. I'm surprised this has not happened all like already. So the class yeah. action lawsuit is about false advertising. Uh, a man uh, in New York, Frank Siragusa, which is like hey. a good name. Yeah, hey, hey, over there. Yeah, I say, he's, Come on, Taco Yabagul. Bell. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. <laughs> so he apparently ordered a uh, you know Mexican pizza and said that it only had half as much beef and bean filling as the photo and the chain's advertising. Hello. So, he sued. I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. How many times do we get the sandwiches like McDonald's? It's a meme now. It looks like once they pack your burger, they punch it right. before they hand it out to you. Right. It looks oh, awful. Yeah. I, I'm in yeah. on this. Class action lawsuits. Let's go. Yeah, I, I would love to be on it too. And you know, you mentioned McDonald's and the burgers. Uh, one of my favorite things from McDonald's, and it has been since I was a kid, you get the two cheeseburger meal, you know, with the fries and everything. And I swear, I mean, like, I know that I'm getting older, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten bigger. But these damn cheeseburgers are getting so small, and the little bitty patties, it's just smaller, smaller, smaller. And now it's just a bunch of bread, and you get a little patty and like some cheese, and that's it. And it's like, come on, man, like. I don't know. I want my cheeseburger. But I will say, and maybe it's just the difference between being here in Los Angeles and, and then also being in New York. But usually the crunch wraps are pretty on point out here. Even when you're ordering late, and, you know, you've had a few adult beverages, maybe sampled some of the local agriculture. And I will say that the, they still hit pretty good. The one problem with ordering Taco Bell on DoorDash, though is that often they don't include any sauces mm. in the freaking delivery packet. And that, to me, is a travesty. Because how are you going to eat your crunch wrap without some fire salsa, right? You need it. So, fortunately, I've wow. got some uh, Trader Joe's taco sauce loaded in my fridge. But, geez, man, like I just, I want the Taco Bell, it hits different. That was a very expensive take. Uh, we will send you the audio. Get that over to Florio. There's got to be some... Live reads or some sort of endorsement deal. I, you are really into fast food a lot more than I thought. I, yeah, man. I mean, I I, I eat everything. It, you know, I, I do not discriminate. The only thing I don't really like is asparagus. Okay. Like, asparagus is gross to me, and I don't like arugula. It tastes like dirt. Other than that, man, load huh. me up. Strong uh, stuff. I'll make you good asparagus and a nice arugula salad with a lobster roll. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, nope. I love the lobster roll part of it, but, you know, I, I have tried asparagus so many different ways by so many different people. I, I know when asparagus is objectively good, and I just, I still don't like it. And it just, it, it mm. sort of pains me. The arugula thing doesn't bother me as much. as the asparagus, yeah, it just, and it doesn't smell very good coming out either. Miles, strong clothes. Great spot. <laughs> Seriously. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, gentlemen. See ya. Asparagus is the one food... Uh, of all the sides, when you go to like a fancy steakhouse and the sides are now like eighteen bucks, sixteen right. bucks, that's one of them where I'm like, I can't make asparagus the right way, so I'm going to pay for this giant. What? Oh, it's easy. I really don't do it well. It's just olive oil, salt, pepper, and put it in I, the oven. I know. I don't do it well. Just it's one of my weaknesses. Maybe a little garlic. By the way, just really quick before you go, uh, bad news: class action lawsuit only in the state of New York. Ah, uh, all right, time to go, Damon. You know, we have a pretty detailed rundown for these shows. Mm -hmm. We stray from it a lot, but uh, every once in a while you take a chance and you're like, let's see how Miles does with a fast food topic. And he, he nailed that one. You didn't think so? Well, he, he said something questionable. 
which I, I feel strongly about. What, the asparagus take? No. Okay. I don't know if fast food is an acceptable thing to use DoorDash for. It's it's outrageous. <laughs> right? Like and I saw the look on your face. Like Basically, he was complaining about not getting sauces by using one of these delivery services. Well, then you solve that by going, going to the restaurant. Order on the app, and you can, order, you can get all the sauces you want. You don't we've, have to get out of your car. We've, we've lost control. I, I, it, I, it is one of the... I, I'm going to sound really serious here, but I, but I kind of mean it. It is like when we talk about the decay of society, it is one of those things where I will shake my fist at the sun with how easily people have been tricked into being incredibly lazy. Someone was telling me last night, well, I, to- I told you the other day, the SO, uh, you know, we're, we're, I think it was Sunday, we're hanging out we're, you know, at the pool and a very fancy house we live in. And uh, you know, there might have been some wackage. And then all of a sudden she's like, hey, uh, a delivery service just dropped off some cake. I wanted cake. She ordered like two pieces of cake from one of the grocery stores. And what did you say about it when I told you yesterday? First off, you've got re- you to think how you phrase things. I don't know, whatever. What Sec- the, the wackage? Yeah, there might what have been some, yeah, there might have been some wackage. I think well, you said that they I, were drinking. I, I meant I meant wackage. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, ordering two <laughs> ordering two slices of single cut cake from Albert's. Is I mean, insanity. they were big. They were big slices. That's they were like insane. five dollar slices. But I'm like, I think you guys said it when I told someone yesterday. It was like, what did that cost? Thirty three dollars. Yeah. And I said I didn't even look at the. I, I don't want to know. It's crazy. It's. And so I, I basically just tied the uh, significant other to the decay of society. Yeah. But I do think we've... It's her fault. Like we're, being comfortable and, and convenience is really cool in this period of time, but it is, it's sort of insane how lazy we've become and the money we just piss away. I have ordered fast food one time on like a DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever. I've never done it. And it's because I was absolutely blasted at home on my couch and I couldn't get up and okay. leave. Right. And so I was like, I really need a spicy chicken sandwich. The problem is, is that I ordered it and then fell asleep on the couch and then never got it. And I woke up to six messages and missed calls from the Uber driver saying, I'm here, where are you? And they never left it. That's the other part. I at least expected very cold spicy chicken sandwich at my front door. It was not there. Most of the time... it. It's not even good. Most delivery right. food stinks. Correct. I will say this. Pal, I, 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 I know. I have a feeling Damon uses it a lot. No, I don't. Be, I'm like, this oh, you is don't. too expensive. No. But I was going to say. You. I like the frugality. What happens here is that it's taken it to a whole other level. 7-Eleven. I go to 7-Eleven late at night sometimes, and you've got people, the poor 7-Eleven clerk, they're running around. They can't even give me my big gulp and my 20 on pump five because they're filling out a DoorDash order. Wow. So, okay. 7-Eleven. Two things. First off, I actually thought the DoorDash person went in and did it, like got the order, went to 7-Eleven and got the stuff. I did not know it was, it was charged to the 7-Eleven clerks to fill them. Second, that was the other story we heard last night, which was somebody's kid would every day after school yep, order a yep, Slurpee yep, yep, on it. Uber yeah, Eats yeah, yeah. because they thought, like, oh, it's a dollar. What's the big deal? Not realizing it was 15 bucks every time. <laughs> For a Slurpee. Dude, that's insanity. Kids are so dumb. Oh, that's insanity. I, I, <laughs> I love that. He goes, kids are I, so dumb. I think, are so dumb. I, I think I'd put my kid up for adoption after that one. <laughs> oh, that's a lesson you're going to have to get across real quick. Otherwise, that'll torment you. Oh, because the kid already hit me with something the other day. Like, you know, we have these PlayStation, you know, we have a PlayStation 5. One of the controllers broke. Those things are like 50 bucks, 60 bucks to replace. And so I'm kind of irritated because I see the way they treat them, and especially the young one kind of like throws it all over the place. I'm like, all right, this is the new one. Don't touch it. Like, the other one broke. 
And he goes, yeah, just buy another one. And I go, oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah. You have lessons to learn. Yes. Money means something, my little friend. Yes. Just buy another you know what? one. I was floored. If, it, if you don't get the message through, uh, have Uncle Steve come over. I'll, I'll give him a talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on the money stuff. Um, message from, uh, I don't know what these things are called anymore, on the, uh, the Twitter thing. Uh, Rhino, Derek, one of our P1s, said about Raisin Cane's, because uh, we had mentioned that during Matt Eumann's my number re- one. release of his top 50 fast food places. Uh, he wanted to ask you, JVT, is it the sauce and bread uh, that you love so much, I guess? Uh, do you order the extra crispy well done? Um, it's both. And it's the chicken. I, I think they're thick, meaty tendies nice. uh, that you get. So I really like that. I've never ordered them extra crispy. So maybe I'll have to though. try that. I don't like to ask for those things at like a fast food. Like the whole process is like, right, like we have a process. We're getting these things out quick. I don't need to ask you. Like I had a buddy one time tell me like, oh, you got to order the toast BBS. I'm like, what is that? It's like butter both sides. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like they have a million orders. I'm like the 20th car in line. Why not uh, get what you want? But like, the- And order on an app. Then you don't you don't have to if you're embarrassed of asking for something special. But, but it's like but it's like that secret menu garbage. Like because I've also been on the other side of it. Oh, that's right. Where dumb kids come up to me like, "Can I get the grasshopper frappuccino?" And I'm like, "No, we don't make that. Here. <laughs> we don't make that here. Yeah. No, the customer is wrong in this case." And we also got a text on the text line. Also, guys, when you text in, include your name so we can give you a shout out. But it just says farm basket. It's good. Cluckitos are solid. It's good, and there should be a lot more of them. There used to be a ton of them. It's good, though. That was my go-to when I was a kid. Always go to the Cluckito route. Yeah. Great they, name, and, great food. And they were ahead of their time. They were not involved in this big chicken rush the last, you know, we always talk about big tobacco, big pharma, big chicken. They should have been. They should have been. It's a classic around Las Vegas. Um, I got to get this in before we get you an update of Major League Baseball trade deadline, some of the deals that went down, uh, including one that didn't go down. The Dodgers miss out on a pitcher. Nickelodeon is actually going to have a full broadcast of the Super Bowl. I knew that this is the day to bring this story up because I have a feeling DeMond loves it. And going back years, JVT loves the alternate broadcast. Every time it comes up, I watch the entire game on it. Every time. It's awesome. It's ridiculous. Patrick giving sideline reports. Patrick the star. Patrick Star from SpongeBob SquarePants. Slime in the end zone. Love it. Think it's brilliant. The graphics are terrible, but I love it. Except for the nepotism. Don't like that. Go ahead and do it, because I was going to. Adam Schefter's kid just really needs a breakthrough moment, huh? His daughter's on the broadcast. She's the sideline reporter last time. No. Get get a kid who deserves it. Some random kid who actually needs an opportunity. Not Adam Schefter's daughter who's going to get every opportunity in the world going forward. No, follow this up, though. Oh, you're not going to do the same thing for your kid? No. As I have said many times, I will actively try to get my kid fired if he tries to get into this business. He's got to make his way up. And by the way, I also don't think I'll have that much clout to get my kid a job by the time he starts into the workforce. So, so you're actually going to hold your kids back from opportunities? Of course. Do it on your own. I'll, I'll send out fake rumors. You're not enough. Like, drug use. And, <laughs> you're not, <laughs> all right. All right. Your, re- <laughs> your reaction to Nickelodeon? Um, I think it'll be a fun idea, but only thing that I want to see is what's the halftime performance going to be like. I want the real-life performance of SpongeBob at the Bubble Bowl. Oh, that's a good one, but the problem is they're just going to use the same halftime show. No, no. Like I said, give me SpongeBob at, you know, winner takes all. That's, it's a great – I mean, it's a great opportunity to do it. It would doom, be absolutely brilliant. Doom, doom. Come on, man. The winner takes all. Remind me, did we 
Is that he young Dylan kid? Is he on? Is he on the Nickelodeon Super Bowl or football games, or does he just have his own show? I thought that's how he broke out, right? Yeah, that's the only thing I know him from. I don't know. I talked to him last year at the Super Bowl. Nice kid. No more young Sheldon though. I know he's on the broadcast sometimes, and he's. I'm going to tell you a smart way to tell you what a rule is. Okay, enough. That's it. He's out. Yeah. I didn't like him in the Big Bang Theory. I don't. Man, young Sheldon. Wow. How's that lasted this long? I just. Never mind. What an amazing franchise. I was going to bring something up, but I just. You can do it. I just. So on all of these, I'll just say this. So they've gotten very lucky. Because it's CBS, right? Nickelodeon is an offshoot of CBS. Mm -hmm. They've gotten very lucky in that in none of these Nickelodeon games, there hasn't been like a traumatic football injury. I very much wonder how they would handle something like that. Explain that, that, young Sheldon. Right? Guy, you know, getting. (laughs) You have to go down to to an 11 year old on the sidelines. Right. I mean, I do wonder how they would explain that, like the dangers of the sport and what that actually means. Oh, what really they're watching. Serious here. Seriously, don't you don't you wonder how was her name Libby? Is it Libby Schefter? I have no idea. Let's go down to Libby Schefter. See what's going down. I would just love to have a situation like that unfold. I'm not rooting for anyone to get hurt, but and then whoever controls the slime just slips and throws slime all over the guy. Well, because it's also what, what are you doing? That and I'm also just more curious about like will the NFO go like full shill and just be like nothing to see here. And just not show anything at all for the kids, for the sake you of the kids. You actually thought about the product. this. Yeah. Haven't you? No. No. I didn't think it was a super high level of journalistic integrity on the Nickelodeon broadcast and how they're going to so handle hide serious it. stories. Yeah, like, probably yes. Yes. We they're not going to have an 11-year-old. Whoopsie daisy. How would Nickelodeon have handled DeMar Hamlin next? <laughs> I mean, Is that the tease? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate question. You're trying to sell... Um, you're trying well, to sell your product to kids, right, that they want to play it. Right, right. So you have to show them the reality of it. When I'm sitting down Diego at the Super Bowl this year, and if something happens, I want them to know what the truth is. Well, how about you explain it, and you don't have Schefter's kid try to explain it? <sighs> that means you got a parent. I expect all of these networks to do that please, for me. Please do it. I mean, I was, I was raised by TV, so just that was my babysitter. Look at how I turned out. That's right. Perfect. So we're shooting. That's what we're trying with the young one. Very well adjusted. We'll get you uh, some trade deadline updates. Uh, I was just looking at the scoreboard and just pointing out. We had this uh, debate about what the Yankees should do at the deadline with a couple of Yankee fans, Dan and, uh, Danielle McCartan from WFN in New York and Adam Candy, who's part of the company. And uh, Yankees didn't do much, and uh, they're getting bombed again. It's 5 nothing. Tampa. You knew Tampa wasn't going to be in the swoon for very long. They're good, and right. they went for it, and they got Savali, and today they've got uh, – you know, scrap heap guy, Zach Eflin, who they've done a good job bouncing him back from his Philly days. But, uh, yeah, the Yankees have two hits, down 5 nothing. Can I also note, um, I don't think Danielle was perfect in that argument, although I do love that she got under Candy's skin. That was brilliant. Well, I think the – and we should have pulled the audio. There's a video out there up on uh, ESPN Las Vegas at Steve Cofield where you can watch him going back and forth. Um, on the Candy side, he was like – Beyond belief that someone would challenge him, that the Yankees have a chance to compete at 55 and 51 right. the rest of the way to make the playoffs. Um, what was flawed about Danielle's argument? Well, it's just that because I, I don't like when people do this in arguments in general, where Candy was building the point of outside of Garrett Cole, there are a lot of questions about the rotation. Right. And she just hung on the fact, like, what do you mean they have nothing? They have Garrett Cole. And I was like, well, yes, he knows that. Yeah. The point is, is that there's not much else behind Garrett Cole. So. I think, you know, I live in a world where not everything's black and white, Steve. You could be right and you could be it. wrong. And I think Danielle was right in terms of saying, screw that, go by. But right. also, you're the Yankees. Yeah. You know, the staff does kind of stink. 
Well, Ro- Rodon went out today, and nope. that's a contract, huh? Uh, he went out today, and he's got through four. I think he gave up four in runs. He don't think he's out now. So five nothing. Ooh, by the way, in that one, Angels down one nothing, but runners down the corners, top of the fifth with nobody out. Let's do this thing, man. You check the wire at all? Did the Dodgers get any other pitching today? Were they able to bounce back from Eduardo Rodriguez, who's having a really good year from the uh, Tigers and formerly the Red Sox, got traded to the Dodgers, and he was like, nope, no trade list. No, I will not waive that. Absolutely nothing. Last big one was Verlander, and that was it. What a bummer for the Dodgers, who I thought had it all set up. You know, some of the young guys have worked out. Others haven't. Now it's time to augment with the guys or for the guys who haven't. And uh, when they did add Lance Lynn, he's pitching tonight. He of the 6-4-7 ERA and one of the – well, he's not 647 pounds, (laughs) but he is is one of the biggest players in the history of baseball. Height – Weight combo. What do you think he really is? Like he's, six five. he's six five. So I would, oh yeah, I thought he was gonna be like six six and like three seventy. I don't know. He's three seventy, three twenty. I was doing the Steve Cofield thing where I over embellish. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think there was a point where CC Sabathia was is probably the biggest in terms of combination. Was, he was he was probably three twenty and, and he's six seven. That's still my favorite thing ever in baseball history. That Sabathia lost all that weight, and then he was terrible, terrible. because he wasn't used to pitching skinny. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It's so weird. I still think it's uh, it's part of why. Uh, well, not losing weight, but uh, Manoa, who you know yeah. freaking broke your guy's face with the Angels, that he's had trouble this year with the pitch clock because he's a rotund fella and he hasn't. I don't know. Maybe the pacing has screwed him up. But he's another one. He's like six five, two sixty. You and yeah. I mean, I was gonna say he does look. He's always been bigger. Yeah. But he looks he looks bigger than usual from when he first came up. Maybe that's part of the struggles too. Speaking of athletes, and you work with her, and we used to have her on the show all the time as a VGK insider. Did you? I know you guys love slam ball. All you guys love slam ball, and we've talked about the trampoline, right? That yeah. uh, you said you would do it or you wouldn't do it tomorrow. Oh, I'd do it, I, and I'd yeah. crush it. Yeah, hundred percent. But I would never do a trampoline. I'm scared to death of doing anything dangerous now. Uh, Stormy Bonatoni was on the trampolines at mm-hmm. Slam Ball. Kind of impressive. Oh, like the did you flip, watch his video? The, the flips and stuff. Yeah. Well, I thought He's it was doing like full flips, and I understand you're getting, you know, you're getting help with the trampoline. But I was like, Jesus! And she threw down a dunk. Well, and okay, so I want to because I actually do a show with her on Thursday, so I'm gonna I was gonna bring this up to her. Huh. I thought the most impressive part about the video was not the flips. I wondered because she did the dunk. And then she hung from the rim with one hand yeah. and, like, did, like, a point yeah. and, like, hung there for a minute. And I was like, I don't know if I would be able to hang on the rim with one hand for that long. I thought that was the most impressive part about it. My shoulder, like, <laughs> carrying all that weight. But that's kind of the difference. You've got a little weight on Hi, her. Hey, man. I've been lifting. you got a little weight on her. So you're not blown away by the flips? No, I am. I'm just saying I thought that the, you know, it's the, it's the subtle things that show the nuance of athleticism, Steve. And hanging one-armed from the rim after okay. a after a yam like that? I'll take that. I'll take that as an impressive feat. I don't know if it was really a yam. She just put it in, but still. Impressive nonetheless. Anything one-armed impresses me. One-armed push-ups. One-armed hanging from the rim. Where is this going? Eh? I know. One-armed typing when I'm doing my modeling. Come I mean, on, all of this I'm just stuff. waiting to jump in, but it's like, oh, no, I was just going to say. I was just, I was just filibustering so he couldn't talk. Oh, okay. I was wondering when he I, just, <laughs> I need you to ask her on Thursday, then. I need you to ask her, how many takes did it take? Oh, you don't believe her? Wow. That's all I'm saying. Calling into question. Obviously, she did it. She's a journalist. I mean, I don't think she would lie. 
Is it lying if you still accomplish it, but it takes maybe a couple of times? Doesn't believe it. I mean, if you're presenting it as a video, you're assuming, you know, presenting it as one take. I'm not buying one take. <laughs> I don't think she got on those trampolines and nailed it just like that. Well, we'll find out. He's working with her. Uh, this hour is brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Call John at Nova Home Loans. Rates right now a little challenging, but uh, John's got some programs where he can get the uh, rate knocked down a little bit and save you a lot of money, too. That's the other thing. He'll explain it to you. I'm not an expert on real estate, but uh, I do know Nova Home Loans treated us really well on the show, and especially myself during the big refi period. Uh, walked me through the whole process really, really easy. Was not intimidating at all. Super professional. And uh, John at Nova Home Loans is the guy to call 576 Check that, 577-2600 is a number. On the way back, I will get you more of, all of us will, the uh, trade deadline day updates. And, you know, we got we to gotta talk a little about the A's and some of the moves they made the last two days. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I swear to God, on the show, I, I try to I have the A's lined up for topics, and we never get to them because there's other stuff to talk about, like our Bears real. Oh, dude, let me pull this up real quick. Yep, we have to get to that one. Uh, speaking of a guy who is the the, the weight of a bear, and I kid because I care. Uh, Greg Salerno is hosting his show, The Arena. It's uh, been on for about seven weeks now. Wednesdays, two to three. I almost said just Wednesdays, like. Can't have more than that. Um, I was on last week. Oh, that was easy. It's a debate show. It scored. <laughs> Poor Greg. Uh, Demond's on tomorrow. And you have the topics. Yeah, I've got the topics. So if anyone wants to tweet at me, you can't slide my DMs anymore if you, if you don't follow me. I don't know if you guys seen that about X now. If you're not following someone, you can't. Z. Excuse me. Z. Thank Anywho. You. If you're not following someone or if they're not following you. Either way, if you guys aren't following each other, you can't DM anybody. Oh, they both, you both that Because I actually did DM someone in radio today, and I was like, why didn't he answer? So maybe he never saw it. Yeah. I hate that. But yeah, at DeMond underscore so the boss, if you want to give me some uh, ideas on some of these topics that include Dr. J's top 10. Whoa, don't, don't. This, this, is, this is embargoed material. You oh, have embarked? a chance to prep. Yeah, oh, I, I thought we were sure. going to help him prep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some I, really I, good I, points. That's why I threw out my at on Z, because I'm like, hey, if you guys got, you know. Yeah, it, hey, throw with the throw with the curveball on winners and losers of the trade deadline. Say baseball fans, he won't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Break the rules and then apologize later. So uh, you do whatever you want with this. Here's a good one: If you could be a professional athlete, which sport would you pick, and which position would you play? Do I get to be good? I mean, again, you want another good one off the wall? As I've said, what I hope the future for my children is. Long snapper in the NFL, and a good one. Because you can have a 15-year career, make a veteran minimum of good money, yep. and then just get out of there with less you know, physical stress on your body than most positions. I was going to say a great starting pitcher. You only go to work, you know, well, you only have to suit up one day out of the week. Yeah, but then you, have, you, know, it's, you tear your UCL, you got to get time here's, with John. Here's the thing on Greg. I like him, but he's not real deep. So the deeper you go... I thought um, Doug, who judges it, was impressed when I would go deeper and go on tangents. Like, I'd have an explanation. So the way I would look at, hey, what pro athlete do you want to be? What position? I would come up with, a, like, what do I want from it? Like, what am I trying to attain? See? Just like I did. Long snapper. 
Longevity. Running. Right, longevity. Uh, and, you, you know, you don't get hurt a whole lot. But, like, what – I would look at an athlete who has a great life and go, like, that's what I want to do because I want all of that, too. That one Eagles guy was, like, a great magician, too. I mean, so – did you guys not see the Eagles long snapper? No. That was, like, a magician. He was on America's Got Talent while playing for the Eagles. Okay. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, All right. Yeah. That's that's the type of side hobbies you can have. Yeah, just just, give, an NFL just give long answers and you're trying to impress uh Doug. I can tell you that just screaming at each other is probably not the way to do it. Cause then you're playing Greg's game. You know what really throw you off? He he's really short. Like he goes quick. So then if you just go a little longer and have some depth to it, Doug's gonna be like, Hmm, that was good. What'll really throw him off is respond like really soft and calm and cool. Like especially when he's yelling, just be like yeah, you know, I don't really agree, man. Well, that's what Bishop did. It was just like scream, 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 and then bring it to a baseline level. There you go. You got to bring him down to your level, huh? Force him to fight down in the mud. Can you go in the bag? Stick your hand in there, Dave. Thank you. Good luck on the show. Um, we need to win back-to-back. So really quick, we're, yeah. We're counting, we're counting on you. Have we kept track him. of this? He's he's done seven. How many has he lost? I think he's four and three. Or I think he's three and four. Oh, okay. I scored the biggest victory so far. I think it was five. Doug does pushes. So we got to start was, setting spreads it, on these. It things. was five, two, and three. All right. Do you want to? You want to make a bet on? Well, so what's good. the format? Tell me the format really quickly. Um, I think there were, t- I think there were ten topics last well, week. Well, you have what, a topic. What, How what many did topics? You send you seven or eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, you see, you can have a tie then. There'll be like eleven because then they they have a wheel. They spin a wheel and uh, okay, it's, okay. it's rando topics. All right, all right. So say it's eleven. So I'd say, given the topics and the fact that Demond is now well prepared, I'll make Greg because it's his arena a slight favorite. We'll make it essentially a pick. I'll go like Greg. So if it's out of eleven, yeah, I'll go Greg like minus a half. That's I'm going to go Demond minus a half. So the pressure's on. Okay. Oh Dude, my you need God. to win. So you bet the prep. Don't worry about the show. Don't worry about anything in the show. Okay, we'll have no. We Just don't know. Want, There's no, a reason. No rejoins. Um, I will run over and call the guest. Actually, I'm not going to be here, so we're going to be out of studio. So I guess you do have to work a little bit. But that show is everything. Just don't bring me in. We have to win. We don't want to see Greg get shut out. He'll bring in eventually. I don't. I don't think Doug is uh, that kind of judge. I think he would. He, he doesn't want to crush Salerno's confidence. He's not going to have a. He's not going to have a choice when I get in there. <laughs> All right, what's going on with this? Uh, is it a Chinese zoo? Did you watch this? Did you watch the video? No, go ahead and explain the story. All right, so a Chinese zoo has had to uh, release a statement. Saying that their sun bears, look at this, Damon, are actually not humans in costumes because their mannerisms have become so human-like that it's scaring customers. Like they're standing on their hind legs, oh, wow. they're waving at people. Like you even look at their skin and the way that it like falls off, it looks like a poorly fitting bear costume. <laughs> it's insane watching the way that these bears work, and it got to the point where a Chinese who had to release a statement saying that they're not people. Now, here's my theory. I don't know if you're privy to this. This is like the big thing now in social media. Skinwalkers, you ever heard of these things? It's like the big thing now is that there's like these creatures among us that can take any shape. Oh, the shapeshifters? Yeah. Sure. Call them skinwalkers. Okay. So the thought is that maybe these are skinwalkers. Isn't that the the Marvel? Oh, yeah. Secret Invasion. Scrolls. That's the Scrolls? Yeah, but the Scrolls can only take human shape. Skinwalkers can be anything. And they chose to be a bear? In a museum, yeah. All right. So it's all part of the yeah, – sleep on it, man. Sleep on the plan when you get got. That's why I don't believe in aliens. That's why when people are like, oh, man, they're out there, 
So you're telling me that they decided, with all their technology, they decided to come here, and then the big idea was, let's just well, be a bear at the zoo. I think in the world of skinwalkers, they're like more like creatures from like, like they're like demonic creatures, not like an artificial intelligence that like came from another planet. That's what the devil's big big idea was. Put them in every single bit of life, and then when they spring it, you're done. Yeah, he, I see why he's down there. I see I got trapped. <laughs> Terrible plan. I'm telling you, watch out. That was my Stick your hand in there, Dave. The bag. That wasn't very good. Go on. I don't hate Jace Peterson. I don't like what he represented for the A's. He's been traded. That was my whole A's point I wanted to make today. It's a, it's a sign, a good sign for the future. He's probably a very nice young man, but I, I, can't, I can't watch and track Jace Peterson, Aledmus Diaz, and Tony Kemp playing in front of 24-year-olds. Getting time instead of 25-year-olds. Play the prospects. This is a build. So he got traded. Uh, Sam Mole, one of the relievers, got traded as well. You know, I had a good discussion with someone the other day of why the A's are where they are right now. And the guy who I, I think he's almost become like a sympathetic figure okay. is the front office for the A's, right? The reason they are short on talent right now, right, they, and they seem like their farm system is depleted a bit, you know, they traded Matt Olson. Who, by the way, does he have 36 home runs now? I think Dude, he's, like he's on my fantasy team. He's I, amazing. I get notifications, I think, like three times a day. Homer, it's, it's Homer, ridiculous. Homer. They, trade, I mean, he, they traded a 45 home run guy who is not even 30 yet. I just got a notification that Castellanos hit a home run. There and they go. got uh, Langoliers out of it. And they have some pitching prospects, but they're still a ways away. Matt Chapman was traded in that same cycle. And so far, they've really gotten very little out of it. And Sean Murphy. It's a good player, right? Catcher, only 28 years old. He's got 17 and 58, hitting 280. They got Ruiz in that one, who does look like he's going to be a good player and he's productive and he's got over 40 steals. But when you make these kind of deals, you got to get like four or five future major leaguers. And yeah, some of them are young right now, but that's why it seems it, like it's it's just so barren. Yep. You got you to gotta nail these deals. Can't be this bad this long and only have the 20th-ish ranked farm system. The beginning of... I don't know what it is. I'll have to do the math. 900 shows where we'll get the A's in there. Real baseball talk before they're here in 2028. Angels got another reliever today, by the way. Leone from the Mets. They're going for it, baby. Let's do this thing. Enough of the Angels talk. As the uh, I'm kidding. Uh, you had you had a listener on uh, VSEN was like, enough. Do enough of the Angels talk and Otani. Do it every day. Check out our social media, ESPN Las Vegas up on Facebook, at ESPN Las Vegas on Twitter, lots of videos being put up, shorts as well. Damon, good job. Good luck on the arena tomorrow. That show starts at 2 o'clock right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Thanks, John.